0: You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape.
1: What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is a Winged Octopus special here. We have... Jake here, he's a big USA hockey fan. We have Kayla who is a writer for Winged Octopus as well and she is a big USA hockey fan and I, Tyler, am a huge USA hockey fan. Today we're going to preview the 2018 World Junior Hockey Championship. Where we're going to talk a lot about Team USA. We're going to talk a lot about the tournament itself. You're going to hear voices from everybody here. So Kayla and Jake, how you guys doing tonight?
0: I'm doing really well. I'm just excited for this tournament. I can't wait for it to start. #Hashtag It's the most wonderful time of the year. Go Team USA!
1: <laughs> and how are you doing tonight, Jake?
2: I'm pretty good. Um, US has never gone back to back in the World Juniors before, so I'm ready for this year for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good. It's a good way to start uh, the new year. The the gold medal around your neck—that's for sure. And I can't believe it's, it's time for the, the World Juniors. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it off to Kayla to start things off here.
0: Okay, um, well, playing off of what you both have just said, um, if anyone that follows the World Juniors knows that Team USA won the gold last year, so they are the returning champions. It was a tough struggle to get there, but they won every single game last year, and they had to beat Russia and Canada in a shootout, to actually get the gold medal, which was so hard to watch as a fan. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it was just insane. Like I was, I, I had my eyes closed during half of it because I could not watch. But then when I saw um, Tyler Parsons, shout out to Chesterfield, Michigan, that's where I work. When I saw um, Michigan boy Tyler Parsons make that winning gold medal save, it was it was just everything that you could expect. I mean, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to, you know, international tournaments and hockey, we all know that we don't do very well when it comes to Olympic stage and the Olympic gold. So all we really have is the World Juniors gold to, you know, give us something to cheer about when it comes, you know, inter- to international hockey. So yeah, I mean, that was like that, that memory of hit that winning save that Tyler Parsons made will probably just be in my head until the day I die. Um, what about you,
2: Jake? Now, <laughs> U.S. has won four gold medals in their history. I did not watch the first one because I was seven years old, but I watched 2010, 2013, and they were a lot of fun. But I'm thinking about last year, how many close calls there were, not just the shootouts, but we had a tough games against Russia and then Canada in the preliminary round, and Switzerland gave us a huge scare in the quarterfinals. Nico Heischer, the new rookie star of the New Jersey Devils, scored two goals. And then with like three minutes left, he had a chance right in front, and Tyler Parsons stopped it with the glove. We were able to hold on 3-2. And without that, we don't even get the chance to play in the semifinals, much less win the gold medal. So underrated, just like Jeremy Bracco keeping us alive in the shootout last year at in against Russia. We all remember Troy Terry's three goals, but Russia had a two to one lead in the shootout in the fifth round. And Jeremy Bracco went five hole in Ilya Samsonov to keep us alive. What are your memories, Tyler?
1: Yeah, um, my memory sticks out. Obviously, you know, the shootout by, uh, by Troy Terry and, uh, you know, the glove save against definitely one that stands out, but, It's not a memory that stands out for me. I mean, obviously, you could say the save by Parsons and, you know, him throwing up his gloves and stunning the Canadians in in the Bell Center. But I think the the biggest thing I took out of that tournament last year was the the ability they had to respond. Point, do you think you're coming back when you're down 4-2 to in the Bell Center when you know, Team Canada just scored two goals and you're down four to two after the game was just tied about two minutes ago. I think the game's over and then, you know, you score two goals and you're right back in it and you're like, oh my God, this we might actually win this. And I think the, it, it, it stands out to me how hard the team fought. That's what I'll take the most out of that, out of that, um, you know, last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, only the second time U.S. Is- finished undefeated 2004 was the other yeah so you gotta know they did something right
1: Definitely. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah so without further ado we're going to move on to the groups here group a is going to be our group so team usa team canada team denmark team slovakia and team finland and then group b you have russia sweden czech republic switzerland and belarus to me, it's interesting that USA and Russia finally aren't in the same group. group. And, uh, you know, Team USA and Canada are, are still in the same group. It'll be interesting to see, to Finland, see Finland, Finland in the, in the, in the, the, same, in the group same group as us. as us.
2: Yeah, well, Finland didn't have the uh, greatest tournament last year. They, were, they didn't no, make no. it out of the preliminary round. They almost got relegated. They beat Latvia in two games in the relegation round. So Latvia is down. Belarus comes up. Interesting for next year. Last place team goes down. Next year, we get a return visit from Kazakhstan, who has not been in the top division of the World Juniors since 2009, which is the year I first started watching the tournament.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You see some of those teams that, that, you know, get relegated and come back up. And the one team that that really sticks out to me is the team that's here, and I think they're here to stay for a long time, is Switzerland. So it should be real interesting to see Switzerland play, and I feel like that's an upcoming hockey nation. We're going to get into the schedule here. First, we're going to go with the pre tournament exhibition games. So, tomorrow they play Belarus at 7 o'clock. So, that's the 20th of December, actually, right now as we're recording. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, I believe that game is in Jamestown, New York, right? Yep. And then Friday, the 22nd, so before Christmas starts, uh, the 22nd against Sweden at 7 p.m., and the the final cuts will be after that game. Um, And I believe that game is in Jamestown, New York as
2: well. No, it's it's in Erie, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, it's in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, so the home of uh, Connor McDavid's junior team, the Erie Otters.
2: Yeah, both of those games will be on Hockey TV, the website which you need a subscription to. I have one. I'm not going to let you use mine. Go get your own, but
0: you should watch <laughs> Aww, you're no fun, Jake.
1: Okay, so uh, Kayla, you want to just throw um, the yeah. tournament? I
0: way. mean, basically when the tournament um, starts, that means, you know, the whole entire roster is set and ready to go, and it's time for to watch our boys, you know, kick some butt again. It'll be Tuesday, December 26th, Denmark at 8 o'clock Eastern time zone. And then Thursday, we got Slovakia. Team USA faces off against Team Slovakia on the 28th. And then Friday, we got the glorious game that we all love and cannot wait because it's the outdoor game. Is this the first outdoor game? First outdoor game for World Juniors? Absolutely.
2: For the World Juniors, yeah. It yeah. was one of the Junior Worlds um, in 2010, U.S. and Germany. Actually, U.S. lost that one. Keep going.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be on the 29th against Canada at 3 p.m., so do not miss that game because that is going to be a war. And then to round it all up, Sunday on the 31st, it's Finland, and that's going to be at 4 o'clock.
2: All right. Yeah, no, those should all be pretty good games. I'm just like everyone else excited for the outdoor game. Now, if we don't finish last in the group, and judging by recent history, we won't, we will advance to the medal round, and because we're the host team, tournaments in Buffalo this year, I'm not sure if that was said, but so I'm saying it now, we get to set our own time schedule, so we already chose the times we wanted to play the games. Quarterfinals will be 8 p.m. on January 2nd, semis should we get there, 4 p.m. on January 4th, gold medal game should we get there, 8 p.m. January 5th.
1: Um, But as always, you can watch all games games on NHL Network Network. with the new commentating team of Paul Severino Severino taking over for Steve Mears as he's gone after five straight tournaments. We wish him luck with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Dave Starman, who's been there, he's been a mainstay. And Jill Savage, who I really like, I think she does a really good job with the Team USA. I think it'll be interesting. Not everybody has NHL Network. So what I would tell you is get sling.tv. They do a 30-day free trial, and you'll be able to watch the tournament on there free of charge. You just have to have a credit card, Um, and then, you know, you can just cancel the subscription, and there you'll you'll be on on your way. You'll be able to watch the tournament on your phone.
2: If we get Uh, to the gold medal game, that will be on NHL.com as well.
1: They should all be on NHL.com at this point, I think. In
2: 2015, they were, but. There's no
1: if here. We're
0: going to be at that gold medal game.
1: As always, guys, watch this tournament. This tournament is one of the best tournaments in sports. I mean, besides the Stanley Cup playoffs, this tournament is probably the best in hockey. Uh, and it's it's really interesting because of the amount of NHL players you end up seeing. I mean, J- me and Jake were talking before this, you know, prep, prepping for this. Uh, uh, the 2013 team that won, you know, you had Galchenyuk, you had Gaudrill, you had um, Seth Jones, you had Jimmy VC, you had JT Miller, um, um, the goalie there, um, um, oh geez, John, John Gibson. Gibson. John Gibson. And so there's, there's a lot of good players on that Team USA. And, uh, you know, they, they're all in the NHL. And, and we were talking that Team USA is, uh, you know, they're expected to win now. This isn't just a tournament that you sneak in and you, you hope to see what happens. No, no. no, no. That, that's gone. You're expected to win now. So it'll be interesting, guys. Watch this tournament. I'm telling you, you, you guys won't forget it.
0: Agree, definitely.
1: Yes. So now we're going to get into the roster, and this is where we'll spend most of the rest of our time here. Bob Motzko from St. Cloud State, the head coach. Greg Brown, the, the assistant at Boston College. Uh, Grant Patelny, the, the great Minnesota Golden Gopher player and you know assistant coach as well. Uh, he's the Northern Michigan head coach. Then you got Chris Mayotte, the the goalie coach at Providence College, and you got the video coach, uh, who is Steve Miller. And don't 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 think that the, the video coach doesn't do anything. He does a tremendous job. They always do, and he's the Ohio State assistant coach. So Jake, without further ado, I know you you want to talk about the players, and I know that's why you're here. So go ahead, please.
2: Yeah. So we got 27 players as of December 19th. We had one-player cut. We'll talk about that later. In goal, you got the returners, Jake Ottinger from Boston University, Joseph Wolf from Boston College, as well as a little bit of a surprise pick, Boston Bruins pro- prospect Jeremy Swayman, who's having a very good freshman campaign at the University of Maine. On defense, your returners, Adam Fox from Harvard, Ryan Lindgren from the University of Minnesota. Lindgren unfortunately missed last year's gold medal game with the flu. Also, we have some top NHL prospects. Quinn Hughes out of the University of Michigan. You all are gonna love him. We got Good Mikey awesome. Anderson from Minnesota Duluth. We got Scott Perunovich from Minnesota Duluth. We got Dylan Sandberg from Minnesota Duluth. Three Bulldogs in this tournament. Let's see if they all make it. Phil Kemp from Yale, Riley Walsh from Harvard, and Andrew Peake from Notre Dame rounded out. Up front. Take your shirts.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm not from Boston. Can't do a Boston accent properly.
0: (laughs) Tyler can but
2: (laughs) Um up front we got some good players as well. Returners, you got Joey Anderson, another Minnesota Duluth Bulldog. There's Patrick Harper from BU, Kiefer Bellows from the WHL's Portland Winterhawks. They are all returning.
1: Former BU Terrier.
2: Yep, former B U Terrier and Scored two goals in the gold medal game last year. New faces. Got draft eligible Brady Kachuk from Boston University. Ryan Paling from St. Cloud State, Motsko's team. Josh Norris from Michigan. All three of them are eligible to return next year. Some top-level talent, Casey Middlestat, Buffalo Sabres prospect, playing in Buffalo. Also attends the University of Minnesota, my favorite school. Logan Brown, who spent time with the Ottawa Senators now is in the OHL. Tyler Yamamoto spent time with the Oilers earlier this year in the WHL. Max Jones, he gets under your skin. He's from the London Knights of the OHL. There's also Riley Tufte, UMD Bulldog. Five of those this year. They're like BU from mm-hmm. last year. Trent Frederick from Wisconsin. Will Lockwood from Michigan. Gang from Western Michigan. And Jack Bedini from Harvard. So those are the 27 players currently in contention. Now, Caleb, talk about the returners for a second.
0: As you just heard some of their names, I'll repeat them. We got seven returning players this year. Um, we got Jake Ottinger. We got Joseph Wall. We got Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Patrick Harper, Joey Anderson, and Kiefer Bellows. I just think, well, for one, it's rare to have this many returning players in a tournament like this, like in a tournament like the World Junior Championships. But I think it's going to be a good thing because, I mean, you know, everyone knows that experience usually prevails in tournaments like this. Tournaments are, when you have like a two-week or a three-week tournament where you have to win like a certain amount of games, It's it can be very difficult. So you want to have like those experienced veteran-type, players that can lead by example and they know they've been here before. They've been here. They have had to go through the stress of all these games before. And they've prevailed. They, you know, they can say, hey, look, we won the gold medal last year. We got this guys. So I mean I think it's just very good that they are all, you know, coming back. Hopefully, hopefully I don't I don't see any of them getting cut. You never know though. But yeah, I mean I think it's a good thing that we have seven returning players as opposed to you know, a lesser number, I guess you
1: could say. Well, we could have had eight. However, one Clayton Keller, the Chesterfield, Missouri uh, native, is uh, actually having some fun with the Desert Dogs. He's got 26 points in 36 games, and I believe he's the leader and rookie of the year right now, and he's 19 years of age, and he was on the team last year, attended BU, And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but he's having some fun in the National Hockey League. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't really blame him uh, for not showing up for this tournament. Hey, uh, Jake.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, As I said, this roster started off with 28 players, but you can only have 23 for the tournament. Today, they cut Cole Holtz, Los Angeles Kings prospect, out of Penn State, who was having a great year there, but didn't impress the coaches enough. And, hey, tough competition when – Unfortunately for these players, that's not the only cut that'll have to be made. You grind it out to get down to 23. They'll announce the final roster by December 23rd, but two defensemen, two forwards still have to be cut. Now, who would I predict to be cut? Maybe Phil Kemp and Scott Perunovich on defense. Hugh McGing and I'll go with the hot take and say Riley Tufty up front. But not all is bad. On the good front, we named a captain, that being Joey Anderson, New Jersey Devils' Prospect, Roseville, Minnesota Native, and UMD Bulldog.
1: Yeah, I like the selection. I feel like he's uh, he's a leader, and uh, you know I, d- I did see some of the interview, and uh, it seemed like he handled the media pretty well. and uh, he talked about how he doesn't know everybody on the team, but he's trying to get to know everybody on the team. And in a short tournament, you can't really get to know every single solitary person. So, you know, he's not going to be the only leader. There's going to be a few different leaders. And he's just, you know, named the captain. I think he's a good choice. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that's definitely a good choice.
0: I think it's a good choice. He's been there before. He knows how this tournament works. Um, You know, it's a team sport at the end of the day. So I think, you know, being named captain, it's it's definitely an honor. But at the end of the day, you're going to either win as a team or lose as a team. So,
2: Yeah, I love the Anderson choice. He's been one of my favorite players since he was with the U.S. National Team Development Program. An interesting factoid here, Anderson's little brother Mikey is a defenseman on this team. Now, while many other teams have great sibling pairs at the World Mm -hmm. Juniors, the U.S. has historically not had that. There have only been two in the previous history, that being Aaron and Neil Broughton in nineteen seventy nine and Chris and Peter Ferraro in nineteen ninety three. That those were both before any of the players on these teams or me or Tyler were born.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah. Peter Ferraro. I also remember his brother Ray. You might know him from uh the NHL and T S N or if you play EA Sports on HL 17, 18, he's in the Yeah. <laughs>
0: I like how uh, Jake, uh, you know, just said him and Tyler. Yeah, I I was born in 88, but it's okay. I'll let it slide. Us 80s babies got it made. So it's okay. At least you're not
2: 30 yet, Kayla.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Tyler, let's talk a little bit about the projected lines. Now, what I see it, it's going to be a tough competition and goal between Ottinger and Wall. Top defensive pairing looks like Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox, the two returners, with maybe Quinn Hughes lurking behind a little bit. Top line, we we don't know if Casey Middlestad is going to be a center or a left wing, but in USA Hockey circles, the line of middlestat Logan Brown, and Kyler Yamamoto has reached mythical proportions. If they want to keep Middlestat at center, maybe look for someone like Kiefer Bellows to be the top line left wing.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to see Yamamoto play, and I'm excited to see that that Kachuk, Brown, Yamamoto line, possibly, or or the one that you said with Middelstadt and then Bellows as well. Uh, I I think that Bob Matsko said that there's no lines really etched in stone for this team. Uh, he said that he could you might see the you know the big line with Yamamoto and. And Middlestat on the same line, uh, or you might see what you said as well. So I mean, I'm interested to see uh, what, what's the, what's the line that really sticks out to you uh, that that could be a difference maker in a short tournament like this.
2: A line I'm not sure if it's it's been said, but a, a line I'd like to see if we keep Middlestat on the left wing would be an all-Minnesotan line of Ryan Paling at center, Kiefer Bellas on the left, Joey Anderson on the right. I think. Those players complement each other well. Like Bell is the scorer, or Anderson, or Paling the passer. Maybe Anderson sets up in front of the net. Middle step Brown Yamamoto sounds pretty damn good to me, though. You think you'll yeah, hold Brown at six, foot six? Kyler Yamamoto at five foot seven, and both of them have NHL experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is a good thing for Team USA, bringing some guys back that have already played in the national. And, uh, you know, they've had some success. Kyler Yamamoto was a guy that I thought was going to stay with the Edmonton Oilers, and I didn't even think he was going to end up being in this tournament. And, yeah, how much
2: of a letdown, even, even though playing for Team USA is great, how much of a letdown is it from playing with Connor McDavid to playing with other 19- <laughs> and 20-year-olds who aren't
1: Connor Yeah, McDavid? yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is true. Yeah, it's crazy. But you know what? It is what it is. He, I think he'll stick out in this tournament and, uh, you know, He's actually eligible to go back to the NHL, isn't he, or no, he's not?
2: No, not this year.
1: Okay, that's right, so next next year. year. But that's okay. You know, an extra year, Junior's never hurt anybody, Mm -hmm. so.
0: I'm sure he'll take what he can get right now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think he'd rather be playing for for Team USA than not playing for Team USA, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, the shortest first-round draft pick in the history of the NHL, that's something. So so
1: I I just want to uh, throw – we'll just go around the room here real quick. So, Jake, what's a player you're excited to watch uh, for Team USA?
2: I think this is the year American hockey fans finally get to know who Adam Fox is. He's not a first-round draft pick. He was drafted by the Calgary Flames in the third round because of his size. But with Zach Wierenski gone, Charlie McAvoy gone, Fox is going to be the one carrying the minutes. Five-foot-ten, but – Great offensive producer, booming shot. And if he weren't at Harvard, which never loses players early, I think he could slot in into the NHL next year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just want I have one follow up question for you about the lineup itself. Who's gonna be that Charlie McAvoy like anchor besides Fox? I mean size wise. Because, you know, you said he's five foot what? Did you Uh say eight? Ten, okay, yeah, ten. I mean, um, the, yeah, do you see that holding up for a while, or, or do you think someone else? Yeah, in- the
2: stay-at-home guy will be Ryan Lindgren from the University of Minnesota. He's not a uh, major point producer, but he doesn't have to be. He can steady up the back end with Fox. He's probably he's t- a little taller. He's about six feet six one.
1: And, and Kayla, who, who's someone you're excited to watch in this in this tournament for Team USA.
0: Well, if anyone that knows me knows I like my uh, my hockey players a little bit on the gritty, edgy side. I mean, James Neal happens to be one of my favorite players. So, yeah. um, but um, so with that being said, Brady Kachuk, I am definitely excited to see him play. He definitely plays exactly like his brother uh, Matthew Kachuk, who currently plays with the Calgary Flames. Again, he plays on an edge. Some might say a little too aggressively. Some might say it's borderline dirty or just plain nasty dirty. But you know what? I think we need a player like that in the lineup that'll, you know, if they're having like a bad start to the game, a player that'll at least shake things up a bit just to get that motivation on their team. The Kachuk boys, they're definitely like their daddy, uh Keith Kachuk, who is a former NHL player himself, so they, they're they definitely exactly like him because he was definitely known as one of the biggest instigators of his time and his era, so I'm excited to see Brady Kachuk. I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can um, outdo his brother, maybe.
2: If right. you're into that gritty side of the game, also check out Max Jones. He put <laughs> three to shot. That. I'm serious.
0: <laughs> okay, well, Max Jones, I'm definitely watching out for you, too.
1: Yeah, to me... The, the guy that I look forward to to watch and i've I've seen a lot of them uh you know at the University of Michigan it's Quinn Hughes you know he's gonna be a top pick in this year's draft and uh, you know obviously he's he's a good defenseman and I've watched him like I said a lot at University of Michigan Adam Fox is another one because I, I I liked him a lot on the last year's team and I think he's gonna have a lot more of a role this year and then on the offensive side of the board, I think uh, Casey middlestad and uh, and Tyler Yamamoto or Kyler Yamamoto is another guy that that I really like. I mean like I said, I've seen a lot of them with the Oilers early on this year. playing with McDavid. And middlestad, I've seen a, a few times uh, I believe it was. The, uh, the Minnesota-Wisconsin game, and I think the Minnesota-North Dakota game. I Don't quote me on that, but there's a few games that I've seen him, in, and, and I like his game, and, uh, you know, he's the first-round pick of the Buffalo Sabres. So I, I'm really interested to see him. I haven't seen a whole lot of them. And then, obviously, Patrick Harper's my boy from, from Boston University, and uh, I really like him, Um you know he's fast and he, he can be gritty at times and he scores goals. so I, I, I'm really interested to see him. Um, so that's that's really what I have for for players that I'm you know interested to watch. now let's kick it off with um, the players that are draft eligible well let's let's peel it back a little bit and talk mm-hmm. about the top two prospects that NHL fans and Red Wings fans particularly, Drool over and the defenseman prospect Rasmus Dahlén from the Sw- Sweden team and Andrei Svechnikov from the Russians. Uh, Jake, I want you to shed some light on what Rasmus Dahlén and Andrei Svechnikov would mean to a team, maybe not like the Red Wings, but a team in the middle of a rebuild. So, you know, the Red Wings, the like team. Coyotes, teams like that.
2: I'm, I'm 21 years old and I've only been following prospects for probably – this decade. But what Connor McDavid was for forwards and that being the best prospect anyone had ever seen, Rasmus Dahlin is the best defensive prospect I have seen in my lifetime. He is that good. Wings legend, Nick Lidstrom said he reminded him of Brian Leach. And that's pretty high compliment because, because Leach is a hall of famer, but this guy, he can just do it all. You think of the great offensive Swedish defenseman, Lidstrom, Eric Carlson. In today's game, maybe someone really exciting like John Klingberg of the Dallas Stars. Darlene, you'll see him in the NHL next year, I guarantee it. Andrei Svechnikov, little brother of Yevgeny, a Wings prospect. Yep. He, yep. Played, he played last year for the Muskegon Lumberjacks in the USHL. Now he's playing for the OHL's Barry Colts. He was injured a little bit earlier this season, but just recently came back. I think he's a really fun player. One of the rare cases where a draft-eligible winger is better than any draft-eligible center. And even if you don't get those two, Quinn Hughes, Brady Kachuk, both of them are going to be high draft picks. You know what they say about Quinn Hughes, 70% of the Earth's uh, surface is covered by water, while 100% of the Earth's frozen water is covered by Quinn
1: Hughes. (laughs) Yeah, Quinn Hughes is a hell of a player. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be interested to see him a lot. So, Jake, do you want to start talking about the uh, the prospects uh, for the, the four other countries?
2: Yeah, for, for the other countries that have a good chance at a gold yep. medal. Let's start with the Finns. Miro Heskinen, the third overall draft pick from the Dallas Stars in the 2017 draft. He's returning this year. It might be his last, even though he's eligible to return next year. I know the stars are really high on him. I am really high on him. He's playing for HIFK in the Finnish Liga. Nine goals, five assists, and a very good defensive player. Power play quarterback. You'll be seeing a lot of him in the USA-Finland game. Uh, for Sweden, besides Dalin, who will obviously command a lot of attention, there's also Elias Petterson, the fifth overall draft pick for the Vancouver Canucks. Who is setting scoring records with the Vax show Lakers of the Swedish hockey league, already 35 points in 26 games. The guy's 19 years old. He is unreal. And I'm glad we don't face Sweden in the middle round because he would kick our asses for Canada. I mean, obviously Canada gets a lot of really good players. You always talk about the talent that's missing um, because they're in the NHL people like Nolan Patrick and uh, Tyson Jost, but they did get one player returning from the NHL, Victor Mede, the Montreal Canadiens defenseman who has played regular minutes with the team, already got 27 games in, but the Canadiens decided maybe let him try and gain some confidence. Russia. Klim Kostin, St. Louis Blues prospect. Although I don't get to see a lot of the Russian league, he is playing in the AHL with the San Antonio Rampage, and I have been very impressed In my first viewings of him, Uh, honorable mention if you think the Czech Republic has a chance, I'd recommend for the 2018 draft checking out uh, Philip Zadina from the Halifax Mooseheads of the Quebec League, 46 points in 32 games. He might boost his stock and end up going in the top three. Very
1: Very interesting. I, I do um, have I do one have question, question for you, for Jake, you, and I don't I mean don't to mean keep you too, too long, to uh, but but uh, you talk uh, about uh, Team uh, Canada, the, the player to watch for as a defenseman is uh, Victor Mete of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, but what about a forward uh, for Team Canada for our viewers out there to, uh, you know, watch out for?
2: Sure. I like Sam Steele, the last pick of the first round of the 2016 draft. He was one of the last cuts from last year's team. He was the... Western Hockey League's MVP last year with 131 points in 66 games. Now is 35 and 27. I think you'll see him with the Anaheim Ducks very soon, and he will probably be uh, their top-line center.
1: Very interesting. Okay, so now we're going to go down to what none of us are good at, prediction. So, <laughs> so we're going to go with the gold, the silver, and the bronze. And I'm going to start with you, Kayla. Who's, who's your gold, who's your silver, and who's your bronze?
0: um honestly and this is just strictly guessing this is not based on anything (laughs) anything at all um obviously the homer in me i can't go against team usa so team usa's gotta win gold back to back i mean i just think it would be very very fun to watch um this team win gold obviously as an american as a huge usa hockey fan and as someone who desperately wants this sport to grow more and more and more um i would just love it It if these boys could get it done so we'll see as for the silver and bronze i mean it's usually a toss up between the same five or six ish countries every year when it comes to you know who lands you know first second and third but i would say i'm gonna say russia second strictly because this is based purely on emotion because of the whole um what they're going through right now olympic wise you know with the whole doping scandal um i think these kids definitely have a lot of pressure on them you know, because there are, um, even though players can play in the Olympics, at the same time, they can't really play for Russia. And this is the one tournament where, you know, these hockey players can still play under the Russian flag, for the Russian flag, for the pride of Russia. And I really believe that, you know, that might carry into this tournament. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to wear their hearts on their sleeves for this tournament. And it's, and it's do or die for them. These kids are going to want to, you know, come out guns blazing. So watch out for Russia. And plus, Russia is always usually up there anyway. They're always really good talent-wise. So. And then third, um, bronze. Who's taking bronze? I guess it's hard to count Canada out. So I'm going to go with Canada. Again, though, this is strictly based on absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> so that's my choice.
2: You got a tournament MVP pick?
0: Um... Honestly, no. Um, I guess I would honestly go with the fo- um, Adam Fox, though. That's who I would go with. I mean, even though I know he plays defense, he's he reminds me of uh, my former favorite um, tournament player, Colin White, who I'm going to miss seeing this year in the tournament. But, But yeah, I mean, he's just one of those players where you hear his name every year in the tournament when you're watching, and it sticks with you, you know? And Colin White was that guy for me for such a long time until this year. So I'm just gonna I'm just
1: gonna go and say Adam Fox. Why not? I like that. So I'm gonna take over now. Uh, my gold, and this is really tough because Team USA was really good last year. I'm gonna go with Team USA again. They're the favorites going into this tournament. You know, they're on home ice. So you got to defend the homeland. Uh, they've never won two in a row, so let's see if they can do that. I'm gonna go with Team USA as a gold uh, for the silver. I'm gonna go with the Swedes. I think uh, Elias Petterson is gonna be really, really, really good for the Swedes, and uh, you know they got some other really good players on that team. And then uh, for for bronze, you gotta go with Canada. I don't think Canada's as strong as they've been in years past. Um, you know, obviously, Team Canada emerges, and and you know they just they they seem to be like a well-oiled machine and they just pump players out of nowhere. Um, but it doesn't feel to me like they have a Connor McDavid or a, uh, you know, obviously they don't, they don't have like a, a marquee player like they did in years past, Max Domi players like that. Uh, so to me, Canada would be bronze because I think, uh, you know, I think, I think Sweden, and I think the United States are better. I think Finland will also bounce back. They, they could end up with the bronze too, but, Canada could also end up, you know, with the, with the the silver as well, or gold. You know how this tournament is. You know, you throw stuff against the wall and open sticks. Uh, it's a short tournament, and uh, you got to get a lot of chemistry going. And then I guess my, uh, my tournament MVP, I'm going to go with my boy out of BU, Jake Ottinger. Uh, I think he's going to play really good in this tournament. Uh, me and Jake were talking before here that we thought if there was any goalie uh, on – Team USA or even in this tournament they could really flick a switch and and shut her down Uh, it could be Jake Ottinger out of the Boston University so I think Ottinger be my tournament MVP Jake what do you got
2: I picked against the U.S. last year not doing that again (laughs) U.S. never won on home ice never won back to back certainly never won three medals in a row remember they won bronze in 2016 they're doing this this year they're holding up the trophy Captain Joey Anderson lifting the trophy up like this. You can't see me. Podcast. And they get a hard-fought either one goal or maybe overtime win over Finland, who bounces back in a big way from almost getting relegated last year. I really like Finland this year. I really like Sweden this year. So I believe Sweden, although Sweden has been lights out in the preliminary round and can't really get it. They haven't lost a game in the preliminary round in a decade. And yet, there's only one gold medal to show for it. (laughs) And I think they're going to have a tough semifinal loss to Finland. And they're going to end up going to the bronze medal game. And they're going to end up not playing motivated and getting shut out. Canada gets the bronze. My tournament MVP is Miro Heskinen of Finland, even though he plays in the silver medal winning team. (laughs) Defensemen don't usually win this award. Thomas Chabot did last year, but... I like Heskin in that much. If there's an American MVP, let's say Ottinger as well. Otter. And, and just for,
1: so for you guys that don't know, Thomas Shabbat, another player that is playing in the National Hockey League. This one for the Ottawa Senators. So this tournament is is tremendous. You get to see a lot of NHL talent, and uh, soon you you do end up seeing them in the NHL, and uh, then. You know, watching this tournament, you say, hey, I remember that guy with the Team USA jersey or uh, this guy. I mean, one guy that sticks out is Leon Dryside. Leon Dreisaitl played on a miserable team, <laughs> Germany team, and he was literally the only good player on the team. And the and kid Nico shined. The kid really shined. Yeah. Watch the tournament. I'm telling you, watch the tournament. You'll never, You'll never regret it. You're not going to waste your time. It's good hockey, even if the scores are high. But the stakes are high right away. Right when you drop the puck, the players are ready to go. This is a short tournament. And the other thing that you should know about this tournament, too, is because there are, this is EJ Raddick said this back in 13. This is a short tournament, right? But it's also one of the tournaments that if you're down 3 nothing in the first period, it's not over because these are kids. Uh, there's a lot of momentum swings And and things do change very quickly, Jake, and you know that. Now, I just want to get your quick thoughts on Team Russia and also on Team Canada. What what do you think of those two clubs?
2: Canada's got a lot of deep talent. This might be their deepest defense pool in years, depending on whether Dante Favro is available. And got a great goalie in Carter Hart. But they don't have the game-breaker. McDavid or from last year, Dylan Stromer, or Matt Barzell. By the way,
1: another person that's playing in the NHL, and very well, might I add, Matt Barzell.
2: Who's going to take the initiative for Canada? And if the answer is no one, then that's not going to bode well for them. Russia, we don't get to see a lot of the Russian players that much being here in the States. I mean, they don't have Kirill Kaprizov this year, but they end up getting Klim Kostin, who's a very good player. But is it his time yet? He's eligible for next year. Is he ready to take that step is he ready to be a leader who's gonna step up in goal now that Ilya Samsonov is gone a lot of questions there they're definitely capable of winning but they're also capable of bowing out in the quarterfinals so we'll see
1: do you have a dark horse
2: yeah I mean the Czech Republic is a stronger team so I wouldn't count them out for making a surprise semi-final run bronze medal run
1: Now, I'm not sure if you have an answer to this, and uh, it's just a question because I know Switzerland has been pretty good in the past and it's an up-and-coming hockey nation. Any names that we should look for on Team Switzerland?
2: Well, there's no uh, Nico Heecher this time around because even though he's eligible for this and next year's tournament, he is in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um, One guy I'd recommend watching for Switzerland is a 2018 draft prospect on defense who was there. At last year's tournament named Nico Gross, he is on the Oshawa Generals of the OHL, and I think he might improve his draft stock being the best player on an otherwise very undermanned Swiss team.
1: The Swiss compete, though, don't they? they, they it seems like they, own, them and the Danes, even, even if they're not the best team at the tournament, they go there and they compete. Uh, they, oh. they compete each and every shift, and you know what? that that's tough, especially on a team like Team USA or Team Canada or the Russians or the Swedes. That's going to be tough. I mean, th- those teams come and they compete shift after shift after shift. And if you're not ready to go, they're ready to go. They're going to beat you. So that's what sticks out to me about this tournament. Do we have any other things to add? Kaylee? you have anything to add?
0: Um, I would just like to add. I would like to touch up on exactly what you said. I remember uh, last year, I believe it was Denmark, that um, you know they were they were trying so hard. I believe um, to. To I forgot exactly what they were trying to like win, or I think they were tr- about to get into the preliminaries. They had a chance, and um, I think they lost out to a team like just at the last moment. Oh. And then that same goes for Switzerland. I believe two years ago, I remember Switzerland came out and they were just like hitting every single thing. And I'm thinking, whoa! I thought Switzerland was supposed to be neutral here, and <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they just come out, you know, like like I don't know, like just dominant. I do love seeing stories um, when it comes to these nations and these other countries that are also, you know, up and coming hockey countries, you know, we can't forget that hockey isn't a sport that just remains in North America and North America only, you know, it's not just for Canada. It's definitely not just for USA um, or Russia, you know, or Sweden or Finland, you know, so I like seeing the underdog stories. Um, I It's it's such a short tournament that no miracle stories will ever really Prevail, in my opinion. I don't think we will see a miracle story, but if it's nice to, it's nice to see them come a long way. Put it that way, it's nice to see them go as far as they can, and to see like you know, like you said, Dreisaitl, he stuck out, you know, on Team Germany, and so it's nice to see these players, and we remember these players even on the losing teams for like I on, uh, Yeah, you
1: know
0: I mean, the yeah, there's there's countless names we could like sit here and name off from the losing teams of the years past whether they be American Canadian Czech Republic Slovakian, Finn you know it doesn't matter but that's what I just really enjoy about this tournament is the fact that you know these names will stick with you for a really long time if you're a huge huge hockey fan that's for sure
1: yeah I mean the way I look at it I wish I had an exact stat for you right now, but I mean, there's, there's just thinking of names in the National Hockey League, Ivan Provera played for Team Russia, Gossesberry played for that Team USA in 13. Yeah. Um, you have, like I said, um, Seth Jones who played on the th- team in 13. You have Charlie McAvoy who played on last year's team is in the NHL. Um, Matt Barzell was on Team Canada last year. There's you, you can just keep going. Dylan Larkin played for Team USA. Um, Austin Matthews Austin played for Mather. Team USA.
0: Uh, so Matthews and uh, Matt Kachuk, I remember, were, like, the great, like, duo when they played. Yep. And they lost. They didn't even win gold. But you still remember those, like, you remember those moments. That's what's great about this tournament. Even when your team loses, you remember, like, certain things about that tournament or certain things about that team or those players. And it lasts forever with you if you're a huge hockey fan. I mean, it's, it's a great tournament. Like you said, no one should miss it. No one. There's no excuse to to miss to miss this tournament unless you just cannot afford to watch it on cable or, or, you know, the NHL network. You just cannot, you know, watch it like that. But other than that, you should watch it.
1: (laughs) Like I said, uh, this is a tournament. I don't know what it is, but it's really special. Um, It is. You seem to see players in the NHL either the year after or two years after. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy played Mm -hmm. for such and such team. And uh, you know it sticks with you for a while, and, and there's there's uh, moments that last a lifetime, like the, the shootout. I believe it was two thousand. Jake, was it two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Carey Price, uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, now teammates in Chicago. So mm-hmm. th- there's all kinds of things um, that you you can you can go back to, and you can obviously watch YouTube videos and everything mm-hmm. if you don't believe us. Uh, the, the hockey mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And, and then you, you end up not knowing a damn person when you go into this. Right. And you you get it one game in, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's unbelievable. I need to follow That is so true. Yeah. And, That's and, one of my
2: favorite things that I've kind of lost out on since I've started following the team since the summer. <laughs> but it, it's definitely a great moment when you look at someone and you're like, oh, who's this guy? I've never watched him before.
1: Right. And, and mm-hmm. there's just nothing better than this tournament besides the Stanley Cup playoffs, in my opinion, in, in the Olympics, but it's every four years. So you get this every every Christmas time or, or thereafter. And uh, it's this really special.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's right. So uh, is that, do, do we have anything else, guys?
2: I don't know. I've, I'm just really excited. And I think this is the year we can finally win again. Like, I remember guaranteeing on Twitter in September last year that we would win the gold medal in 2017.
1: Does this guy think he is Seth Jones or what?
2: (laughs) I don't know. The World Juniors created some great memories for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, last year I even got my parents to watch. It's (laughs) unbelievable because it feels like
1: every year it's growing more and more. I was talking with Jake before and we're going to shut this down here in a few minutes, but I was talking to Jake before this, and uh, you know, when I first started watching this tournament in 2004 or 2003, it was a tournament that was played in more smaller arenas, and uh, you know, yeah, sure, the Canadian fans would come out, and uh, you know, they'd be there, but it, it wasn't what it is right now. You know, they're playing in NHL arenas now, and and they played in Montreal and Toronto, and, and you know, they still go overseas and everything, but. I feel like the bulk of this tournament is played in in, uh, in bigger arenas now, and uh, that's the, and it. Feels like on social media, it's huge now with the war between oh, yeah. Team USA and Team Canada.
0: And it's
1: just it's unbelievable the feeling you get uh, to watch Team USA raise a gold medal now we wish we could see that in the olympics we're not going to get into that we can have a whole another discussion about that at some other point in time which we will not have right now
2: yeah i mean i'll even take a women's gold medal that's been too long since that happened as well
1: i agree they were close in and uh, was so, it
2: 2010
1: or yeah, 14 that, yeah 2014
2: yeah that's for another time for for me Again, us was junior Junior's in 2011 and also in buffalo and oh, yeah. the place was overrun with Canadian fans. Now it'll st- still probably have a lot of Canadian fans, but not nearly as many. Yeah, I
1: think there'll be a lot of Team Canada fans because, you know, they like to make the trip. They like to be shit disturbers. And Buffalo's and right over the border. It is what it is. You know, it's it's close. Um, I it's think one it of the is- biggest cities in Canada is, uh, what, like an hour and a half away from Buffalo in Toronto, so – it's it's close. I mean, there's going to be Canadian fans there. I just hope that, you know, since the Buffalo Sabres aren't doing that great and uh, Buffalo is a huge hockey market, I think uh, it'd be interesting to see if, if there's going to be a lot of support for Team USA there. I'm hoping so, and, and I'm really thinking so.
0: I think there will be. I think there'll be more support, more so now than in years past, put it that way. I mean, I don't know how much more that will be, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping. I'm definitely hoping because I mean, like I said earlier in the show, I, one of one of the things I really want to see is just the sport grow. I know it'll never be as popular as it is in Canada, that is hockey. At the same time, there's nothing wrong with growing the sport more and more and more. There's nothing wrong with it.
2: So, like what people said about American hockey players in the past was the three M's: Minnesota, Michigan, Massachusetts. That's not yeah. really the case anymore. You got players from.
0: Arizona, Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Austin Matthews. Um, on this team, there's you got a player from Florida, Andrew Peak. You got a player from Spokane, Washington, Kyler Yamamoto. You got a lot of St. Louis players. So, it's not a big a,
1: hockey market now, isn't it?
2: Not a huge uh, non traditional influence right now, but there are a lot of players coming from Florida, from Texas, from California, from Colorado.
1: Ohio Mm -hmm. now too. Seems like it's growing slowly but surely. I mean, like I said before, I played on a junior team, and I believe 12 out of 20 kids were from California, and the rest were from uh, the two goalies we had were from Texas. Mm -hmm. And I think the other three or four were, there was one from Spokane, Washington. Uh, there's one kid from Florida and then there was one Russian kid, but it, it, it's really interesting. It, it's really interesting how the sport has grown and, uh, just <laughs> continues to grow. but before we go off on a tangent guys, um, I want you guys to plug your Twitter handles and then maybe we'll get back together after this tournament is starting to unravel and maybe we'll do another one of these, um, we we seemed to have fun with it last year. Hopefully, we can we can do either a wrap up show or maybe a in between show, maybe yeah, like before gold medal game movie. or something like that. Maybe yeah,
2: we, maybe we can do something on New Year's Day and see what things have see, see where things have gone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would mm-hmm. definitely be interesting. All right, so Jake, I want to have you uh, plug your Twitter handle, please, if you can.
2: Sure. Um, I'm Baskin Case B A S K I N C A S E. Always looking for more followers.
0: <laughs> Give them more follows.
2: And
1: Kayla, where can we find your stuff?
0: Um, you can find me at Kay Loves L U V S for the loves part. Everyone knows my name by now, I would think. If you haven't, where have you been? <laughs> and um, I just want to say um, thanks for having me back on the show. It was a lot of fun.
1: Well, this is your show. This isn't just my show. This is all of our shows. Here, so. <laughs> You can follow me at Twitter at Tyler underscore Sealy. I had to think about that for a second. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can also follow us on Instagram, Winged Octopus. You can also like us on Facebook as well. Also, you can check out the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us at all of those places. Um, And uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast, like us on there, and everything like that. However, guys, everybody stay classy and uh, go Team USA. Jake, I really appreciate you coming on here. Kayla, you as well. And uh, go Team USA, guys. Have a good night.
2: That's a wrap on this episode of Winged Octopus. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town!